0: For the sake of getting these episodes to you, <laughs> I would like to just point out that I recorded a whole episode, 45 minute episode, and the, I'm saving your ears. Let's just say that the feedback was so bad from my microphone. I don't know if I wasn't plugged in fully to the bottom of my phone. However, there is a missing episode that I refer to in this episode. in this. Upcoming podcasts that you're going to listen to. Ignore it. It's not important. It's mostly just me telling you about how I'm driving. <laughs> Either way, you will hear hear it referenced and know you're not missing an episode. I have to re-record it for you, but I will not be re-recording this one because this one sounds fine. Anyways, here you go. Also, I would suggest turning down your volume right now some of this does get loud i clearly underestimated or actually overestimated how loud my voice was in my car because I really didn't care about social awareness and having anyone around me whereas when i'm in my apartment i know that i have neighbors and all that stuff but clearly in my car i scream so do yourself a favor just lower it down a couple notches you've been warned all right welcome back to another episode of speak before you think Um. We have just wrapped up the backstories of the Phoenix and the Pendry, answering the questions hopefully that you guys have had, and just giving you a little bit more insight of who each person was because you guys asked questions, so I just figured I would lay all of their shit on to the fucking podcast for you. Um, I am still in the car. We are now going back, driving back home. I have just left Brie and her Newport apartment for the very last time before she leaves us to Nashville, an end of a motherfucking era. (laughs) Single Brie and Taylor outings were a blast and a half, if we only could remember them. (laughs) Too many stories to tell. However, she is off to new adventures, um, in Nashville and yeah, can't wait for that next chapter. So we are going to, you know, fill my time of this drive. My drive down here was so quick because I was talking the whole entire time and it made it just go by so much faster. And now I only have 30 minutes to get back home. And I feel like 30 minutes is about the amount of time I really want to allow myself to speak on this next topic. You all know what it is. You've been waiting for it. Some of you have heard the story a million times, but you know what? It's one of those stories where hopefully I never have to say it again and you can just re-listen to this podcast whenever you want to feel better about yourself and just know that life isn't that hard. (laughs) Because shit hit the fan here and you're like, wow, hope to God, my life is going better than this shit popsicle stand that was fucking end of 2009 through COVID into 2021, I believe. I believe February 2021 was the official end date. I, because last year, yeah, yes, yes, officially February 2021, Valentine's Day, couch surfer and I, I, yes, ended, okay, so like I said, this will be the story of the couch surfer, let's get into it, all right, (laughs) couch surfer, rat face, go fuck yourself, whatever boy, where do I even start? I feel like I should start off sweet and tell you how I got myself into this situation. And yeah, I also feel like this will also be an episode that will we can do a mental health check-in. And I feel like this is actually a really good point that, you know what? Something I didn't realize with depression, just because I've never been one that personally has suffered from any form of like mental instability, I've never had anxiety, I've never had panic attacks, Um, that's just never been a thing for me and I've been so fortunate to do that because now, now that I have had some form of something, I now understand and can empathize with people who struggle with this on a daily basis like for my sister she has debilitating anxiety attacks and actually saying that out loud now Jordan you listening to this you have not had one in a hot minute and so that's good that means the stress in your life has gone away and you've gotten rid of all these stupid fucking boys causing problems and life has gotten a little bit easier for you. I mean, maybe you just don't come to me with your anxiety attacks anymore. However, like they were pretty bad at one point. So I'm glad that that has changed for you. That was just a little sister shout out. I was talking to her. Everyone else can come back to the conversation now. <laughs> um, what I've learned through this depression is you spend a lot of time talking to yourself. I already talked to myself. But you talk to yourself in a very different tone than what you normally do. I have never self-reflected on such a negative way. It's just super weird. And I've spent a lot of time alone (laughs) in my thoughts, in my feels, thinking about everything. And I think it's been super helpful. I'm trying to take positives out of this. Like I'm I'm I've I've gotten really good at spinning the positive just about on anything. And I feel like that has become like a superpower for me and has probably been the reason why I haven't spiraled even further into this. And I would definitely have to say that like I don't want anyone to feel bad as I continue telling this story and I don't want anyone to feel like they need to reach out to me and like check on me and like that's not what this is for. This is not a cry for help. This is literally me just telling you my thoughts because that's literally what this is. This is supposed to be just an open dialogue where I just spill the beans and you listen whether you choose to continue listening. That's up to you. But mostly just here as like a personal diary because I don't fucking like to write and I don't write at all. So I would rather speak it out. So with that being said, I've spent a lot of time thinking about myself and just really reflecting... I've had to reflect on friendships a lot just from moving to California. And as you get older, you obviously go in waves of friends and you really honestly have all, I've always heard the term like, oh, you have friends for certain seasons and different styles in your life. And like, I've always just been like, yeah, cool. Like I've seen the transition between friends, but I've always had friends that have like transitioned through me with life. And even just as I think about who is sitting here listening to this podcast, I honestly, there's so many different segments of you. I mean, I have my family, which one, if you're listening to this, thanks. Cool. Glad you're here. Can't get rid of you. You're, you're um, stuck with you. Um, but I also feel like our relationship has just shifted so much from growing up. We hated each other growing up. Like, it wasn't until I moved out of the house that a lot of us, like, a lot of me and you get along. Um, There's just such a shift in the way our family operates now that growing up we were, like, the problem family. Now we're, like, hey, we were little shits as we were younger. I mean, yeah, we still are little shits. But, like, the rest of our family has, like, fucking issues. And we're just sitting back, like, what's up, guys? Like, dabbing everyone up, like fuck yeah, like, cool, we've made it through, we've powered fucking through, everyone else can deal with their shit now, I would have much rather, yeah, it was a fucking brutal childhood having to deal with all that, and we went through some fucking shit, but at least we got it out of the way, and now we can only move forward, and like, yeah, you could you can blame your parents for a lot of things, but how you move forward as an adult is on you now, like, you're, we're all well in our 20s, no one lives at home anymore, Like, you are the only reason for your problems. Like Let's just get that through our heads real quickly. Um, That I feel like goes for everyone and doesn't just have to be me shouting out a message to my siblings. So I feel like there comes a point where you can only blame other people for your problems for so long. So there's that. (laughs) Then I have my friends from high school who well, I will never get rid of. We have gone through, I don't have to talk to you every fucking day, but when I see you, it is like normal. And we are right back in it. We are, I will always be there if you call me. I will celebrate all your highs, all your lows. I will be there. We don't need to talk any like every day. We just have that relationship. I mean, one of you specifically tried to tell everyone in a room one time that, oh, I won't speak to you guys ever again. <laughs> you know who you are, bitch. That was the funniest shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. <laughs> you are an only child. You're not getting rid of anyone. <laughs> There's never been someone more integrated into my life and into my family than you. I'm sorry. You're here. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but I love those friendships and those will are so different than the ones that I obviously have made through college. And my college girlfriend and guy friends are just, they're a different walk of life. <laughs> we are friends for different reasons. And these are when you start to notice the change of seasons. Like, obviously, yes, your, your friends group gets smaller and smaller. And I've noticed, like, through college, and I mean mostly after college, the friends that you had in college are not test. Fuck you, bitch. What the fuck are you doing? Could you want to sideswipe me some fucking more? You guys, if I, you're going to hear a fucking accident. You're going to hear a goddamn fucking accident. Fuck you, Toyota. Wow. That's staying in this. That is fully staying in this because I feel like whatever comes out of my mouth next, it's going to be an aftermath of that thing. Um, I learned a lot. Um, let me let me go back so I learned a lot when moving to California about the friendships that I thought I had cultivated in college and I, this I, I wanted to say that this has nothing to do with anyone specific so do not feel like I'm calling anyone out that's currently talking about the, I'm, that's listening to this podcast I don't want anyone to think that this is about them I'm just saying in general this is what I've like have noticed and honestly I feel like I, I feel like we've we've all felt this. So like, I don't feel like, and I feel like everyone has felt this between their college friends. I don't, this is just like an overall PSA. <laughs> I don't want anyone to feel like I'm singling them out. Cause I'm not literally thinking of anyone specifically when I say this out loud, but when I moved away, it's very hard to maintain relationships, especially when relationships are built on specifically like partying or mostly just like college and not suited on actually like a solid friendship and I feel like that's the way with like a lot of friends that I didn't really realize. I didn't know that I had so many superficial not superficial. Um what's the like surface level? Thank you. That's what I was trying to think. Surface level friendships that I didn't really realize because I wasn't trying, I guess I didn't realize I wasn't trying to cultivate like deep relationships. I just, in my head thought that relationships would always stay around. Like that if someone wanted to stay in my life or if I wanted to stay in someone's life, I, it would happen. And I've done pretty good, a pretty good job at maintaining the relationships that like I want to be a part of and who knows in 10 more years, that might not be the case. But as of right now, it's gotten down to like pretty much a point of about the amount of headspace I can manage relationships long distance like that without already having like a long, a long standing foundation, which is a lot to say because you guys listening to this right now, we graduated college in 2016 2017 and you're still my friend
1: this is why I
0: would know that like I would hope to god you would think that I'm not sitting here talking about you (laughs) because obviously that'd be awkward but like again if we see each other kind of the same way that is with high school friends like yes I don't know everything about your life like I'm not as updated as I am with my high school girlfriends obviously But I mean, I still see you on... What the fuck is this green laser? Oh my God, why is there a green laser on this car? Why is there a fucking green laser on this car? What the fuck? Okay, hold on. What the hell? What the fuck? There's literally a car that is just pointing a green laser. In my mind, where I live, fucking lasers mean guns. That is my first thought. That's so sad that that's my first thought. That like a laser can't just be fun, but also why are you pointing a laser on a fucking highway? I'm pretty sure that's like illegal. Like isn't, aren't lasers, at what point, don't lasers become like illegal to use? I don't know, okay, anyways. If I just saw, if I, I, I got all the way to the side. I, he was all the way on the right. I just pulled all the way to the left. Because I was like, "Fuck no!" I if that fucking laser hits me, I'm body checking. I'm fucking slamming on my brakes, and this car is going to be in my back seat. Because we are, we are on. That's a fight. That's my. That was a fight. <laughs> you're, you're, you're fist. You're throwing the first punch. That was a full blown fight right there. <laughs> I got off topic. Anyways, I feel like. I feel like I've said what I needed to say about college friends and I feel like I kind of started rambling. So I'm going to chalk it up as that. And then there are you that are listening that have chosen to be my friend (laughs) outside of everything. You're an adult friendship, meaning like we didn't have elementary school, kindergarten upbringing. We weren't stuck in college classes. We weren't sorority sisters. We weren't fraternity brothers. Like we were literally We have chosen to be each other's friends for some rhyme or reason. And I love you and thank you for doing that. And you know what? Honestly, I'm sorry I haven't checked in on you more because I've been going through it mentally. All of you. This is all of you. If you feel I have not checked on you enough within this year, I'm going to apologize now for my mental health being something where I just do not have the capacity to reach out to everyone so if you feel that I have pulled away it's not you it's me I'll be back just working on it with that being said this brings me to one of my deep thoughts that I've had which was I don't have I realized I went down a rabbit hole and I was really trying to rack my brain like for some reason I got off on a tangent and I was like okay why is it why do I feel like I throw myself into relationship with guys and why have I always like thought that I was like closer with guys why have I always had better friendships with them yada 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 and within this dark hole I realized that essentially it's I'm no one's first friend. And what I mean by that is, let's say we were picking dodgeball friends. Like I am no one's first choice of friend, meaning I can't think of a single person that's listening to this podcast that top of mind, my name comes very first without needing a specific reason to. I feel like if there was a fight, (laughs) A lot of you would put me at the first or close to the top for that one. But when you think of just like immediate, who's going to be there, I want to do something. I don't think there's a single person on here that my name pops up first. And I honestly, because the reason why I also think that is I, and I feel like there's, okay, there's going to be a couple of you on here that are going to be a little offended by that. And you're going to think that, um, you're going to think that I don't think that our relationship is like that. However, that's not what I mean. I'm thinking that there is like one or two other people that could be top of mind before me. I'm not saying I'm bottom of your list, but I'm not saying I'm immediate number one for any situation. I'm thinking I fit top of number one for some situations for at least all of you. I don't think that they're I'm not saying I'm not on anyone's list. I'm saying eventually I'll get, I eventually I get there. I'm like down at the bottom. I'm not the first on the roster. And when I first thought of that, it actually made me super sad because I was just like, wow, I don't really have like one solid like best friend that like just shit I turned to and like could like immediately rely on. And it's not that I can't rely on any of you. I can rely on all of you. That's what I also thought of. And I was like, I can honestly say that just because I don't have one, it's I have a a handful, a multiple. And which in theory sounds really nice. And it is actually super sweet to think about like, oh, I have multiple people I can rely on. But sometimes that also gets, leaves you still very lonely because one person can't rely on a ton of people (laughs) like I feel like you need at least one person to like have your back on everything and just be kind of like your fucking ride or die through everything and I did have I feel like I had that at one point and that friendship fizzled out like I that friendship ended abruptly And I've never had, like, close, close relationships since then. Even, like, even my high school girlfriends that I'm best friends with, like, I still consider best friends. We've never been, like, through our lifespan of friendship, we've still had multiple other, like, ride-or-die type friends. I mean, yes, obviously we're still ride or die. But if you get what I'm saying, then you'll understand. Like, I don't know a better way to describe it other than the fact that, like, even though I have all of you as friends, it still is, like, very lonely to be just one. And, again, I don't want anyone to feel bad about her to be like, oh, fuck, I never thought about Taylor like that. That's not what I'm saying. Like, I'm not calling out anyone. Again, I had this realization when I was in a fucking black hole in depression. Like this has not been something I have thought about my whole entire life. This has been something that has just popped in my head recently. Like do not think I think this way on a daily basis. But this would make sense to me as to why I have always thrown myself into relationships with guys. More specifically like um, having boyfriends. My boyfriends have always been my like ride or dies because they are always around we are always usually I I grew up with all boys so like I do tend to feel like I relate in that way more to guys so like obviously it's just easier to have my boyfriends be my best friends which granted is sticky and hard in the long run because obviously they (laughs) they don't they don't work out. <laughs> so like you're putting a lot of eggs in one basket, but it is something that I noticed that that's why I rely on having a boyfriend and why I do put so much questioning into what kind of relationship I want with a guy. And when I do find someone that I click with and that instantly understands what how my mind works. Like we get along super seamlessly. Like it's super simple. That's where I tend to like focus my time, which leads me to couch server. I feel like this was like a, like a really long mental check-in, but this was what I stumbled upon. (laughs) I dug a deep hole one day and I was just like, you know what? This is a wild realization and a sad one but also like it makes a lot of sense and kind of actually like you know when you have like an epiphany it was kind of like an epiphany moment for me and I was like ha, wow okay a lot of things make sense now which actually for me a realization factor is once I realize I can now like move forward from it and it actually like kind of disappears if that makes sense like I don't know if I'll still think about relationships in that way or if I'll I'll start putting more effort into other relationships that I already have like I don't know how I'll move forward with it but I do know sometimes like once I say it and I have that a realization it no longer holds a power the same way that it did before so moving forward my relationships will probably look different um yeah I also feel like that was a really long tangent, and I'm almost home, so I might not even be able to get into couch surfer. but I feel like that was also a really good, like, little part of a mental health check-in for you guys to, just, you know, get updates. A lot of you really appreciated me sharing that side, and it's not something I do very often, so I guess this will also help me just get better at it because I do not, I'm not an emotional person. You guys know that. I don't. I think I, only a, only a couple of you can say you've ever seen me cry like once, let alone a handful of times. Like, fuck. I yeah. Like, I I don't think I consider talking about my mental health very emotional, and I it's not something that I'm comfortable doing. And I feel like it's something I do, however, need to get better at because I feel like everyone needs a little check in every now and then. Check on your friends. Check on your loved ones. You never know what anyone's going through. And again, if you guys need someone to talk to, you can always call me. I literally, yeah, it's three hours away, but I am up later because of that. So if you're like busy, don't call me in the morning time because I will not be awake. But like at night, if you're doing something, let me know. Just call me. I'm also willing to just hear about it. I'm always, that's always fine with me. Um, I'm actually going to just call this episode that, call call this the episode. And I'll get into Couch Surfer. I feel like this was just a good way to end it because it's already been 30 minutes. And I don't want to get longer on it. So we'll just jump into Couch Surfer on the next episode. This will be just a mini thing. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. And this was Speak Before You Think. Have a good night.